that, that's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet? Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter or leave I love the halftime show. I didn't watch a single second of it. Okay. 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 Here's why you're the, here's why you're the worst person because you were like, let's bank some episodes when you have a baby and then let's do one for after the Super Bowl. Well, we can talk about it. No. And I, I, so I open it with all no. the energy and you're like, no. First rule of improv is say, that's not a gun. <laughs> no. I said, I said, why don't we, like, we could do an evergreen, I mean, a timely one because the Super Bowl is later. And we could reference that said. it's happening. I meant more that it like exists and is happening and not like that I was going to really pay attention. I saw that man yelling at that old man. Okay, stop. No one wants this recap. No one wants this I care weird, that- obfuscated <laughs> report on your cat's eye health guess, mixed in with the Super Bowl. Guess which attendee of the Super Bowl I was most excited about. Thinking about who was there as people's guests. Who yeah, was- I'm trying to think of like, Blake Lively. Yes. I was like, oh, good I was for like, Blake. <laughs> who's a lady of the screen? The lady of the screen. I learned a new term yesterday that I will work into my act. And the term is a football term for when someone is running and you grab them by the back and, and jerk them down. And it's called horse collaring. Oh, my God. Horse collar. That sounds like I barely know her. <laughs> I feel like you do that to Tianfu. Let me, let me just say. We did the Super Bowl right. I was not feeling well. And I was like, I know it's not COVID, but like, I don't feel 100%. I had two girlfriends over who brought real things. Shout out to Jamie and Tonya. Tonya's more Jamie's friend, but I really like her. <laughs> they brought hand squoze juice for making Palomas. They brought their own mezcal, even though I said we had. Uh, we used our tahine. So they made tasty cocktails for everyone, except for me, obviously. I was like, I'm not going to drink all your juice. And then she is Greek. So she made this like spicy whipped feta dip and grilled the pita. And I was like, this is what you do. And Noah had to test batch. He was like, he's like, weirdly, I have to test the dough on like six different pizzas. And it happens to be Super Bowl Sunday. So he had two friends over. We were all the same age. We all had our millennial minds melted at the Usher halftime show. Which you can knock it all you want, but I was singing out loud. So it was great. Even if he only sang every fourth word and was dressed like the bar mitzvah boy's grandma at the beginning, it was still fun. And you forgot that you, you forget that you 
love and know all those songs. And that was a soundtrack to your 20s. Not for most of my listeners. For many of you, it's a soundtrack to your elementary school. But <laughs> it was fun. And then I left to go do a set. And I, and uh, then I found out who won, which doesn't affect me at all. That's it. I mean, okay. I, I, liked, I like Taylor and Travis as a couple. I like it. I just don't. I'm just... It's oversaturation. I'm over it. Go out of the spotlight for a little bit and come back and I'll be reinterested. But see, you only say that for women. No, I feel that, that way about men. Ryan Reynolds too. Ryan Reynolds, I know you're you're sarcastic and smarmy and all your little mint mobile commercials. Go away for a little bit, please, so that I Ew. don't get mad at you. Ew, no, he's the male me, just a little bit more successful. I like Ryan Reynolds. Best friends. Was it best friends? What's the one where he's fat? Just friends. Oh, that movie is so un-PC, but it is very funny. Come on. The best Ryan Reynolds movie is obviously The Proposal. I've only seen half of it. Oh, by the way, of course, the conversation devolved to movies last night, as it does, because my husband is a huge cinephile. uh, And somehow it always turns into a conversation about, (laughs) I forget the name of the movie, The Long Kiss Goodbye, The Long Hug Goodbye. Yeah. He loves a noir, but... I mentioned, I finally got to show off to a group. I was like, has anyone seen Book Club (laughs) 2? And I was like, I don't actually think there's, it's about a book at this point. There's no books. But someone, one of his friends was like, I bet you saw 80 for Brady. I'm like, I don't have to. I saw Book Club 2. It's the same vibe. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Which is, I watched Casablanca for the the first time. Who do you side with? Laszlo? Or Humphrey Bogart's character. You've got to, right? Because he's Jewish and so hot. Is he Jewish? I just thought he was like a supportive guy. No. No. It's the epic battle of do you go with the Gentile bad boy or the Jewish nice guy who's like also kind of a tough guy who's uh, Hungarian. Yeah, but they looked like identical. I was like both. I was surprised by the fact I always imagined Humphrey Bogart was super hot. He's not. He's not cute. Do you know that he was 19 when he shot that movie? No, he's way <laughs> older. Uh, Casablanca's drink your vichy water. All right. Okay. Let's do the questions. I am struggling to, excuse me, to breathe. <laughs> I was at the doctor today. She's like, it could be any day. And I was like, I think it's a myth that women go into labor. I think it's a myth that I'm ever going to have this baby. I am... Uh, I am a 2024 Strugling. Struggling, Shrewslow. I am just can't breathe out of my nostril, but I look good. Is but the, I'm turning men on. That's the whole point. Is a baby supposed to come in like ten days? Is that the theoretical situation? This time, in two weeks, I will have a baby in my hands. Okay. Hopefully, all of him, all the parts, all the parts. But in the meantime, but for right now, for this delicious hour on your commute to the hospital. And to your lawyer's office where you clerk and to your nonprofit and to your studies, ladies, I am not a mother. I am not a wife. I am your best friend. And now it's time for me to give you the rock hard, jagged advice that no one in your (laughs) life will give you because your friends either don't care or a little afraid of you. But I'm right here for you. Always have been. My belly is resting on my thighs (laughs) and I'm ready to dispense wise toad advice. So come one, come all. It's toad time. (laughs) All right. We have a follow-up. Do you remember we had a question written in, straight talk request from a somewhat twisted singer. It was a 60-year-old 
female yes. singer-songwriter who had like a twisted body who played and she was just worried about she loses control of her limbs, but she she had brain surgery, like just up against the lot. And she wanted a straight shooting pep talk to lay a fire under her took us to set that all aside and start actually booking herself shows because that is what she enjoys. Okay. So yeah. And she, I gave her that hot, red hot advice. She wrote in, Dear Eliza, I am the self-conscious singer who had brain surgery a few years ago and wanted a pep talk. Thank you for your compassionate yet straightforward response to my question. I think this is exactly what people come to you for, Eliza. Like compassion, but also like for real. And the and the seething sexuality, I mean, and fashion <laughs> advice. It made a huge difference to me. Also, the fact that you added my question after Top of the Cob was about to start was cool AF. I want to let you Ooh. know that I released my first CD on Spotify and all the streaming services and have videos on YouTube. I just finished recording my follow-up EP, which I will release this fall. Since you addressed my question, my dear friend, Deb, having listened to the episode, offered to brainstorm with me about touring. She is a music biz professional, as well as be my driver for my Texas tour. I've started regular booking days, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I've booked four shows thus far, and I'm in talks with a house concert host about a fifth show. Although that might not seem like a lot for someone who hasn't booked any gigs at all, I think it's a fine beginning. I've just started with booking, and I'm grateful to you for your insightful encouragement. Wishing you all the best with the birth of your new baby. May there be peace in our time. Kate Howard at Kate Howard Arts. I love that her friend heard the episode and was like, oh, I know how I can support this. Love it. That's great. You got yourself a driver. Awesome. Now you can be drunk like a true artist. Good for you. See, and you know what? I don't know anything about music booking, but that's a lot of gigs. And the better you are, the more they're going to book you. Good for you. I'm glad you did that. Yeah. Let me check out that YouTube. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, and they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable, and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. 
Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hi, AIA crew. I have a lot of context for this one, so I'm going to kick it and get right to it. 37-year-old female, 10 years married, fellow North Texas native who now lives in Southern California. In an effort to make friends after moving, I joined a meetup group where I met, let's call him Dennis, who's 28 male, also Uh-oh. married. Should I go with a different name? <laughs> I felt... Just, did you pick it because of the movie or just because you were like, I love 90s names? Okay, Dennis. I felt an instant kinship with him and we became fast friends. His wife is my age and lives in Canada, where he is from. He moved to this area for a job, and in the meantime, they take turns traveling back and forth once a month until her visa gets approved. Fast forward to two years later, her visa is still pending. She is a Chinese-born lab tech with a specialty in toxicology, so the review process has been a lengthy one. During this time of them being physically separated, we developed an emotional affair, which we told ourselves was just a really close friendship. We would text all day, have hour-long phone calls multiple times a week, and meet in person with a group of people every few days. He was filling an emotional void. My spouse wasn't, and I was doing the same for him. I told myself things were kosher since we had met our mutual spouses. I told my husband every time we talked, but things came to a head finally on the first of this year when we got drunk at dinner and pecked at the end of the night. The kind of quick peck you give your grandma, but regardless, it was still lip to lip. I told him that I thought we should take some time apart as boundaries were clearly being overstepped. He agreed and said he would keep quiet and would be there when and if I was ready to reach out. The next day, I get texts from our mutual friend group saying Dennis had reached out to them. And unfortunately, after hearing what happened between us, they would like to part ways with me. I can't believe he told them. They said he had showed them texts of me clearly not wanting to respect boundaries and being malicious towards his marriage. He even went so far as to text my spouse and tell him he deserves (gasps) better. Oh my God. I am totally at a loss. I'm beyond hurt that people I considered friends wouldn't respect me enough to ask me what happened as clearly I have no idea what version of this he is telling. There are a ton of ways you can edit text messages out of context. For all I know, he's telling everyone that we slept together. 
beyond frustrating and sad seeing as they clearly thought so little of me to begin with being so quick to believe the story. It's obvious these people aren't worth my time, but I can't help but feel let down. I'm now back at square one of having to find a new friend group while they continue to hang around him. It's not been over a month of no communication, and yet I can't seem to mentally move. Oh, it's now been over a month of no communication, yet I can't seem to mentally move past it. That maybe it was because I had actual feelings, but I think it's more so being left with the void now that this emotional affair was distracting me oh from. Oh, my God. Any advice Goodness. would be so appreciated. Thank you. You can call me E. First of all, E, it was more than a peck. So I appreciate that you're <laughs> lying to me. It, it just was. kiss, Yeah. It just was. It and, and a more than a pet can be very brief. Like you hold on the lips. I know that you were okay with it for a millisecond. So let's just get that out. Okay. Um, this is the way our society treats women. The fact that they're siding with him, he got to them first. And what's I'm trying to understand you had no friends and he, these were his friends or he also had no friends and you guys all met in a like friend meetup group. So yeah. So she joined a meetup group um, and met him. How did they meet? Okay. Um, so he was, was he already part of the meetup group? Were they like, did they kind of know him first? From. Probably. Yeah, I, okay. First of all, I mean, these, these aren't your friends. Uh, and you don't really have anything in common with these people other than you guys like both sign up for like a four square group. Maybe it's like through a church or something. It sounds like he had them first, but he got to them first regardless. And he wanted to have an affair with you. And here's a great lesson. You put this friendship right up there with your marriage. And it's okay if you're the kind of woman that has male friends. I have male friends. My husband doesn't so much have female friends, but like has another chef who's a female who he like texts a lot because they're working together. But we like at any moment, if he was like, hey, can I borrow your phone? I would just hand it to him. There is a lesson to be learned in like, there are always people that will not value the sanctity of your marriage. It's up to you to draw that boundary. You open the door a little bit. You like the attention. And I appreciate that your husband wasn't fulfilling that. But I wonder, is this something you'd ever talk to your husband about? Is this something that once you realize it, you're like, hey, I just, you know, I wish we could talk more. He kind of, he snaked in and he was going for more. This guy's got nothing to lose. His wife is probably never going to get that visa. If he exist. even has yeah. a Chinese lab tech wife. Uh, I have two concerns. One is um, you're saying you did have an emotional affair. 100%. You're admitting to that, that that's what was going yeah. on. And you can't help that. Okay. That's okay. That happened. This insinuation that he faked text messages, I think he might have, but no. I think it's kind of distancing you from your own actions. Yes. I would guess yes. looking at your conversation, it would be pretty apparent that something more was going on. He could have shown yep. them real text messages. Now, again, he might have yep. made it out to be more than it was, but you were having the emotional affair. Um, Here's what you got to Okay. Number two, no mention of the husband's reaction. He told the husband he That's what I was going to say. Where and are you is, and your husband, your husband still together? Have you discussed? Were you honest with him? Has he seen the text? Like, are you worried about? I understand you. You feel like there's this emotional void. What's up with your husband? Do you still love him? Yeah. Are you still with him? Why? It's a great point, Emily. And why is your husband missing from this equation? So a couple things. Either your husband is a total cuck and is just like, whatever. A good husband that genuinely cares about you would look at this and be like, what's going on? Like, are we not as close as I thought? Like, what am I doing wrong? What are you doing wrong? And talked about it. It is weird that you haven't told us this. 
But all that matters in all of this is your relationship with your husband because he's the only person you have there. And I think you move there because of him. That's the most important person in your life right now, unless you have kids. Unless you don't love him. You may not. And, And by the way, people have emotional connections with people. Um, but I think you knew you had it with this guy early on and you kind of didn't stop it because you did the girl thing where you were like, I want to see how far this can go while I still sort of feign ignorance and claim innocence. And you can do that without being a bad person, but you're getting fresh new attention from someone else who's probably not ugly. And it turned out you let him on a little bit and he's vindictive and this guy's a piece of shit. All that matters is that you get things square and right with your husband because you're wanting to have your cake and eat it too. You're wanting to flirt a little and it's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with like a tiny bit of flirting, whatever. And you're also wanting to be like, I had no idea. You got to pick a lane. You first need to own your shit and you need to say like, yeah, I think he was there for me when I was just feeling alone and, and I'll never let that happen again. And I feel bad. Whether you kissed as a peck or a cheek or at all, it actually doesn't matter. And uh, you weren't so wasted that it's like, and then he, I don't remember, like whatever mistakes happen. Hopefully your husband, you guys love each other enough. You just move past this and you grow from it. But this guy, this will not be the first person who's like, yeah, I'll take a swing at your marriage. I got nothing going on. You let a snake into your garden. Well, right. And it's like, maybe you don't love your, your husband. But it's like, maybe talk to him about why, how can you fix, if you want to be with him, how can you fix this emotional intimacy that was lacking? You're saying you sought it elsewhere because you had a void. So you yeah. need to address that with your husband or it's going to happen again. Or fill it with shopping. No, you do. So grow up. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to know if these friends were his friends first. I mean, there's also the version where you're telling us everything is really the truth. And if we read the text, we'd be like, this guy went read. Men do sometimes like read way too much into stuff, but never underestimate the power of a lonely man. You know, do you ever meet the wife? Did he ever talk about her? He probably cheats on his wife all the time, by the way. Yeah. So, but it doesn't matter. What matters is you got to get it right with your husband, fix it. This is not to say you can't have male friends, although it is a little weird to be married and to take on an essentially single male friend. I mean, so, if you're going to text all day, yeah, it's weird to text someone all day. You would you would be not cool if your husband was like, yeah, you know, she's just, you know, her husband lives somewhere really far away and we just text a lot. Yeah. You would not be cool with it. So, so that's it. That's our advice. Yeah. And please get back to us. Not with excuses, but with context and with resolution. And what your husband said. No excuses. All right, we have another follow-up. Red Hot Update from Mom's Biological Family reached out to me. Red Hot Update. And remember, this is the one where the mom was like a uh, like security guard. You were like, she'll be fine with this info that like she has half siblings. So Yes, we were worried about her being fragile. It's like she's the head of a security company at a casino. Your mom's a tough lady. Yeah. Hello, AI pod. I nearly wrecked my car when I heard Emily reading my question. Definitely top of the cup for me. Obviously, we did the ancestry DNA to see if we were Danish princesses. Duh. LOL. But seriously, we did it to see what our background was and never really thought twice about a biological family finding us. My mom seemed to have thought it was never going to happen. I did tell my mom after listening to the pod on Wednesday. And she was taken aback by the idea that she actually had blood family that knew about her and wanted a relationship with her. She's decided to take it slow, reaching out, basically just wanting medical background and wants to know about her biological mom before anything else. 
Ray did send some pictures of their mom. There's no denying that they're related. Thank you so much for your advice and all the laughs. Much love, Callie. And then she See, we fixed pics. it. Yeah. We fixed it. Lovely. I love it. Don't be afraid to bear the truth. And don't be afraid to like remove responsibility from your plate and don't live your life for other people. Bear the truth. Bear the truth. <laughs> bear the fruit of the truth. Hello, Eliza and gang. I know this question is a, quote, heavy lift, as Eliza would say, but you asked for new questions and boy, is this a doozy. Also, please keep this anonymous. I know Eliza hates that, but I'm sure you understand. (laughs) I like that Uh, your listeners are just a little bit afraid of you. (laughs) I also like that we have their name and they trust us to not be like, okay, Roberta. We'll keep you anonymous. I, 24 female, am an active duty military officer. In October, I was taken off of my ship for mental health reasons that I brought to light and flagged due to a toxic work environment. In February of 2023, I was hit by my commanding officer. After six months of enduring her abuse via yelling, throwing, and blatantly threatening myself and other junior officers, I decided I needed off the ship. She spent many months telling me I was too emotional and needed thicker skin. Now, I was good at my job, never let my sailors know how bad things were, and have been in the military since 2017, so I don't necessarily think I would have just now been deemed this suddenly. Yeah. Okay. Two days after I was removed, she was fired. There's an investigation into her behavior, which resulted in her termination. Before she was removed, she ordered a psych evaluation on me and spoke to the specific doctor that was doing it before I did. After speaking to that doctor for 90 minutes and her bringing up things that would have only come from my previous commanding officer, I was wrongly diagnosed with a personality disorder. I'm now being medically removed from the military because of this decision. I've since seen three separate doctors who do not believe I have any such personality disorder. However, there's no way to stop the medical relief process at this point, which honestly is okay. That's insane. Right. I I don't need to be part of an organization where any of this happens. I was willing to just quietly go because who really believes someone who just walks around saying they're being unfairly removed from the military? But an article was just released detailing some of the abuse. And then they link to an article where it's like this person... This captain struck, bullied, screamed at crew. So it was like a news story. But but we'll totally believe her as she diagnoses without a degree a co-worker for a medical ailment she doesn't have. And you know, it's not like they suddenly were like, we're firing you today. We just found out today. They've clearly been building a case and they let her make these comments about our question asker. But anyway, okay. My question is, do I just quietly go and be okay with the fact that me reporting the abuse is the reason she was fired and that I subsequently changed the Navy for the better? Or do I reach out to my congressman and maybe the media to fully show how deeply the bureaucratic infrastructure is messed up? Also, if none of this stuff was awful enough, it's just my boyfriend out so much that he packed up his stuff, broke up with me and moved out of our shared apartment right before he left on an eight month deployment. He couldn't give me a reason why and just on a whim decided he was done. Don't worry. I know I'm young and that I obviously deserve better. Thank you for everything. And I hope now you understand why I'd like to stay anonymous. Thanks for last and making my commute more entertaining every week. Kindly, girl deciding if she should take on bureaucracy. Okay. Well, everybody knows that the military, to say the military has flaws is an understatement. Um, And I'm sure this type of action is insidious and ongoing. I'm sure there's support groups for this. It all depends on what you can stomach. I even think you might have, I mean, 
you might have a legal case here. It's just, do you have the money? Do you have the time? And do you have the desire to be called crazy and annoying? And even by enlisted members who will be like, you're trying to take us down. Like it's, it's very tough, especially being a woman. It's odd to me, and maybe I'm naive, that through a conversation about you, they diagnosed you with a mental disorder. Well, because she was a captain and she went to them and said, like, I want this person, like, there's something psychiatrically wrong with this person. I want them investigated. Here's all the things wrong. Like, basically to get her off the ship. And then that doctor is basing it on that. I mean, it's insane that that you can't appeal that at all. That does feel really crazy. But also, uh, I guess there are certain wheels of, like, again, the bureaucratic process that just, it is how it is. That doctor said it. Appeal the decision. You know, it feels like wrongful termination. Do you even want back in? The boyfriend thing, I don't know. He doesn't sound very mature. It might be too... I I can't comment on the boyfriend thing because I don't know how much of a relationship that is. You're on a ship, you know, probably off the coast of like San Diego or something, not seeing each other. I don't know. Um, It's all about what you feel in your heart you can't let go of. (sighs) Do you want the job? Like, do you even want to be in the Navy anymore? Sounds like... What do you... What do you want? That's the question you have to ask yourself. What can you not live without? Do you want back in? Do you want to hurt her? If you expose this, chances... You're still probably not going to be let back in because they might be like, well, this diagnosis already happened or you're... Because you will be painted as like a crazy person. And if you do, I would would consult with someone because if you do go... To your congressperson, like, that's, so you went and you met and they were like, okay, we've got, like, the Middle East to deal with. So, at the end of the day, what is it that you want? Right. If it, if it's that you want to enact change, you know, you've already gotten rid of this horrible person, but they got rid of you yeah. too. Um, maybe it was just more convenient to just kind of get rid of the 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 whistleblower as well as the problem person. But, you know, is this you want to be someone in like a movie that Hillary Swank would be in where she right. makes a change to the law for all people? That's a lot of and work. You get f- physically threatened. Oh, my God. So, like, get a bill passed. Also, I mean, the most effective thing is to find other people who to whom this has happened. Mm-hmm. And then you get together and then you do like a CBS Sunday morning interview. Like, it's a long road. So... You might just have to make peace with it for your own sanity. Right. But maybe there's a way to talk with an officer above her. Like maybe there's a way that you are discharged in an honorable way. Yeah. Something they can do. I mean. Yeah. It, just to clear your your name. And it's, it is insane that they did this one thing and that they took her word and that you have three different doctors saying that that is not true. Like that is an insane process. So maybe there is a lawyer. still fired her. They were just like, let's get rid of all of it. Yeah, maybe there's a lawyer because it does feel wrong. Not so much illegal, but wrong. But again, it's like with a lawyer, like when people try to prove when they sue someone and they have to prove like, what did you actually miss out on? Like, what is it? Do you want to be reinstated? No, it sounds like you don't. But do you just want your name cleared? Do you want this to not happen to someone else? That will decide kind of what steps you would take with a lawyer. But I do wonder if if you're in the military or something, if you might have access to lower cost um attorneys. Yeah. Like, do you also, do you lose your benefits? Like what happens here is what they did actually illegal? Probably not. Right. So that they have lawyers on that. And also just so you know, like, well, I guess the question is, what do you want to do? Is the kind of job that you want, is it contingent upon like an honorable discharge? Does it matter? Most civilians don't care if you're just going to get a job. 
no one's going to like look into that. Yeah. But yeah, you don't want to be, you don't want people to think that you have a chemical imbalance when you don't. Yeah. A wrongful diagnosis could be detrimental to your future employment. So maybe focus on that. I would talk to a lawyer. Yeah. For free. Hi, gang. Look. Oh, by the way, and seven years in the Navy is nothing small. Thank you for your service. Yeah, you've done it. You can move on. I did it. I did the Navy. Next. (laughs) This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, "Mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Hi, gang. Looking for some insight to a problem I'm having? Context. My husband and I both own slash run a tattoo studio. It's been a little over a year since we bought the shop. We had a flash event put together a few weeks ago, and it was extremely stressful. We had a lot of issues with our artists giving us attitude or acting ungrateful with how we set up the whole flash event, so we were kind of on edge the whole day. My good friend offered to help us out that day to make stencils, help customers, do paperwork, etc. Wait. A tattoo artist with an attitude? (laughs) Doesn't check out. It wasn't as busy as we anticipated. My friends seemed bored, so we offered to let her and her partner leave early, but they weren't taking him up on it. He had told me he asked them multiple times if they wanted to leave early, but he said they just, quote, stared at him and didn't respond. Near the end of the event, I went to the lobby to chat with my friend, but realized they had left. My husband said they went to get food, but weren't sure if they'd come back or not. I texted my friend, and she confirmed they left. I thanked her for her help and everything seemed fine as far as I could tell. 
by the end of the event, my husband and I decided we won't be doing these events again unless we can find a way to not get so overwhelmed and stressed by everyone's behavior. The problem. It's been over a month since the event and I went to hang out with my friend. As soon as I met up with her, she explained to me how my husband was super rude to her and mean at the flash event. I asked for more information and she said that he was just rude about how she needed to work faster and was hovering over her, sort of micromanaging in a way. She said he asked her if she needed help, but said it rudely, made her remake stencils since they were unusable. Then when she accidentally ruined an inexpensive piece of equipment and she told him about the mistake, he acted super irritated with her and said, are you serious? She also said when she asked him a question, he said, I guess you should have come to the meeting then, which she wasn't invited to because we didn't think it was necessary. Side note, a lot of our artists were asking tons of annoying questions that were answered in meetings we had earlier that week. So I'm guessing he said that exact thing a lot during the event to different people since he was super irritated with everyone. I've been with my husband for about 10 years now, so I know what she told me wasn't out of character for him. When he gets stressed or overwhelmed, he can be a little tough to be around. She's known him for almost as long as me, so she knows him pretty well too. I know for a fact she was super overwhelmed and a little cramped in the space we had provided for her, so I wonder how much of a reaction was just her feeling stressed as well, but I don't want to discredit her feelings either. I apologized to her and asked if she wanted me to bring it up to him, and she said no. She said she was worried it would make him more mad or feel weird around her, so I told her I wouldn't say anything, although I find it a little weird to tell me about it if she wasn't willing to talk about it with him. Well, you're a girl. Yeah, and you're her friend. Uh, Yeah. I don't want to drown you with information, so hopefully this is enough to form an opinion, but what would you do if you were in this situation, Eliza? I feel a little caught in the middle, and I'm not sure if I should tell him I'm a little embarrassed by his behavior or if I should just brush it off as my friend being stressed out, especially especially since she asked not to tell him. Thanks for your insight. Uh, This is a friendship that's important to you, and your friend is hurt, and your husband was overwhelmed, which I could tell uh, when he was giving her all of these critiques. Your friend also may have done a bad job, but he was stressed out because of the environment, because this event was not done properly, and because your workers who you pay were being awful. He owes your friend an apology. If nothing else is not even about helping in the future, it's to clear the air and to make the friendship that you hold important right again. He owes an apology. and, And the fact that you are being like, I know that he can be this way. He needs to own up to what he did. She was trying to help. If the event were going really, really well, her mistakes would not have exacerbated it, but it was already shitty. And here's this person doing this for free and you're treating them like an employee. So he needs to apologize to her and you need to, as his wife, not be afraid of his reaction and tell him to grow the fuck up and apologize. That's it. You don't even have to tell him that she said anything to you. You can just say that you saw his behavior. I mean, I am a little curious. I feel like our question asker might be just as irritated, but it's like, okay, for like, you're not as mad if your friend is mad at you. Just reading this question, it's like, what's that saying about like, if you meet one asshole, they're an asshole. If you meet two, they're, but if you meet 10 assholes, like you're the asshole. It's you. Right. It's your husband. So you're like, but you're like, this event was terrible. Everyone we worked with was bad. Like our friend wasn't doing good. Like everything Do about not lie. this. It's so many. Do not say you witnessed it. Be like, the event well, no, was bad. But yeah, just say and like, you had a real, you did not help. I was stressed. The artists were stressed. Everybody was in a mood. We own the shop. We have to be professional. We cannot be making, you knew that he made all those little comments about people not going to the meetings. So. But also, even if your employees are not even respecting you, well, like, there why are, are you expecting, like, the, I don't know how the world of tattooing works. I have a feeling just based on, like, the one place I went to get something in my ear adjusted, the guy had, like, the weirdest vibe, and it was so, like, mean, but also helpful. 
you're a tattoo artist. You're you're an outlier in society. You're in like the the weird group. That's that's you like take your pride in that. Okay, I got an attitude. I did all this. It's very edgy, very hot topic. Lesson learned. You never do it again. You do it again. You make sure you have understandings. You meet these people first. All of that is to be put to the side because the only relationship here that's real is the one with your friend and the one with your husband. And he should want to hear that, that he made a mistake and he just needs to, just so it's not weird. He should care about your feelings. That's it. I said it. I don't understand how this event went so far. You had multiple meetings talking about it, getting together. No one came to your meetings. You didn't follow up with them. It just, this was a mess all around. It was a mess and that's fine. And you and your husband can vent about it, but he owes your friend an apology. Yeah. You got to ask for that. And please don't do the scared, really battered wife thing where it's like, he feels really bad about it. Like, you don't speak for him. You're not his mother. He doesn't need you to protect him. He dished it out. Now he can take it back. Hi, Lies and Emily. I've been listening to podcasts for a long time, but never had a question that seemed worth writing in until now. I'm a nurse, but I left bedside after maternity leave in October and now work in a small office at the hospital as the nursing supervisor. Our office places patients, staffs the hospital, and is basically a go-between for the hospital units and administration. My problem is with one of my coworkers, we'll call him Paul. Paul is a kind of weird guy, a little creepy, and an oversharer. Example, about a year ago, he announced out loud to the office that he had multiple STDs. (laughs) He is constantly talking on his ex, who he has a restraining order against. I could go on. Anyway. Paul also doesn't manage his emotions well. He constantly has breakdowns at work, then has to leave early, then calls out of shifts for the rest of the week. We all know he's in a really tough time right now, but his breakdowns are putting a burden on the rest of the office. Now to the bad part. We're just getting to the bad part. Last week, Paul asked for help. I went to his computer and saw an email up. Paul was shaking and saying, I just can't focus right now. I need to call employee assistance. Then he started crying and said, I'm scared for my life and proceeded to call employee assistance. I glanced at the email briefly and saw snippets such as, I have videos of you jerking off to sick things. May God have mercy on you. Transfer X amount of Bitcoin. And lastly, some friendly advice, be more careful with your online security. My first thought was, this is a scam email. It is. But Paul's reaction concerned me. On the phone call, he was saying things such as, someone is trying to dox me. I can't talk about that. I can't admit to anything right now. I understand some of these scam emails can be pretty convincing, but if there is nothing to hide, wouldn't his reaction be a little unstable? My overall question, do I go to my manager concerning what I saw in the email? Paul's reaction has me concerned that he might be more of a problem than I previously thought. Am I overreacting? Do I just ignore it? What do you think, Eliza? Missed you last time in Seattle because finding babysitters is hard, but looking forward to you returning. Thanks. Uh, independent of the doxing scam email, Paul has shown you time and time again that he's not reliable. And for God knows why, you are not listening. I know we live in a time where it's impossible to fire anyone and we have to keep every horrible employee so we don't look like we were prejudiced against someone, whatever. Uh, he's got to go. You got to fire this person. You are a supervisor at a nursing station in a hospital. You have actually sick people who need help. And if he needs help, he needs to seek that out. It would be different if this happened and he were the stellar employee and he got freaked out and that was his reaction. All of these variables together just tell me that he's unstable. All these instances show me this guy's a liability. 
And if it's not this, it'll be something else. Yeah. Yeah. That email definitely was spam, but I am concerned. It makes me think of that Black Mirror episode where it's like, yeah, obviously anyone would be like, I don't want a video of me out there, but it seems like he really has something to hide. Um, that's, that is concerning, but that doesn't even need to be part of the the concerns. You could say, sorry to get work done. He doesn't do his work. He's gone most of the time. He cries a lot. It's on your boss to figure out the ADA side of this and figure out what's legal. All you can yes. do is say, I'm not able to get my work done. We need to do something. But this guy, definitely be careful around this guy because I don't love that reaction. He could also just have been so stressed and not known what was going on, but it's still- Something's going on. He, no, outside of work, there's something- He's either sexually deviant or into drugs or it's a chemical imbalance or he's doing something weird. But his personal life and whatever psychosis he's suffering from, they're catching up, but he's not a good worker. And if you're telling me he like calls out of work and he's got all these excuses, this is not an employee. So, and announcing to the office, like your personal sexual history and all of this stuff, it's just inappropriate. It's inappropriate and oversharing. Fine, people do that. But all of this adds up to just not a great work environment. So build that case. But I would cut your losses. The older I get, the more it's like, if I get that bad vibe, like we're done. Because what's the point of keeping this person? He does sound dangerous, to be honest. <laughs> so uh, yeah. like just unstable. So uh, I would do, I would take whatever steps I could to distance myself fire him. You don't need this. Nobody needs this fucking stress in an already stressful work environment. Yeah. You got people having heart attacks. You got people on life support. You have people giving birth. You don't need Paul telling everyone he's got chlamydia. Take fucking penicillin and be done with it. <laughs> Hi, Eliza and Emily. Anonymous 38-year-old female here. I have a weird wedding-ish etiquette question. I am married to my wonderful husband, 36 male, since July of 2020. It was the first summer of the pandemic, so we had to pivot from the in-person wedding we were planning to a pod-only backyard ceremony that we streamed via Zoom. When we sent out paper invitations, we knew it would be Zoomed and wrote reception to follow next year, not knowing how the pandemic would shake out. We had a baby the next year instead and only recently got comfortable with the idea of a large gathering. September, we decided to finally have our reception on April 7th, the day before the solar eclipse, because we live in a city that is in the path As of we all know. <laughs> <laughs> City in the path of totality, so our out-of-town guests would be getting a twofer for coming in from out of state. That's thoughtful. If ever there were a deal. <laughs> we already sent out Save the Dates to the closest friends and family members, both local and out of state, and have the venue booked, but we have to postpone again. My mom, who is my best friend and my business partner, just got a serious health diagnosis and will have a oh. month-long course of treatment that will likely leave her run down and possibly immunocompromised for a little while after finishing, which looks like it will be completed about two to three weeks before our reception. My husband and I decided to delay the reception because it just makes the most sense logistically with everything going on. She and my dad are not telling many people or sharing details about her health at this point. We live in a town with my extended family, cousins, aunt and uncle, none of whom know about the health situation, but all of whom got a save the date. My husband's extended family is out of town and only a couple members even know my mom. All this set up for the question how do I cancel the reception with the save the date sent out without disclosing the actual reason? Our marriage is strong. We're deeply in love and have a beautiful daughter. How do we say just kidding? Never mind without giving an explanation. We don't want to out her. 
We don't want to have people concerned about our health that we say something vague about health reasons. We don't want gossip about why it was canceled for no reason. COVID numbers are a little on the rise, but not enough to justify canceling. Any suggestions on how to renege? We sent the save the dates via email and text using Zola right around New Year's. Thanks, B. First of all, you got to get them out now, uh, just in case somebody's coming in for it. But I will tell you, as someone who recently threw a large charity fundraiser, we had to move the date twice. Nobody cared. Everybody was understanding because you were doing something, because uh, we were doing something that was kind, right? This is your wedding. And, you know, you may never have the reception, but good for you for being like, no, we're going to do it, going to get around to it. Your real people who care about you will understand. I get that you don't want to get into it. You send an email and you have a little bit of a sense of humor about it, or you could make some calls, but send the email, date change at the top and be like, we are so sorry to have to do this. Obviously, nobody wants to postpone a party and it is with great you know, reluctance and not so much sadness, but frustration, however you want to put it. Uh, do you have the new date or you kind of don't know? They don't. I think they're going to wait and see how the treatment goes for the mom. Okay. Be like, due to uh, a very personal family. I don't even think that. I think just <laughs> due to unforeseen thing. circumstances, we have to move. You don't want anything that you creates say that. intrigue. Fine. If you really don't want that, because you're still going to get questions personally. But I think and you you're get, still going to have to come up with that. And you're uh, okay. People are going to be less likely to, if you say like medical, family, emergency, whatever, yeah. No, you're people right. You're have, right. People have the excuse when to ask, oh, are you okay when they're just being nosy? Okay. If you just I was going to say what you're saying. <laughs> and then I got distracted by my own breathing. I know it's Due tough to for you. unforeseen circumstances, we reluctantly. And then put like a little joke, like, and it's a bummer because we were really looking forward to doing the Macarena with everyone. Reluctantly have to postpone yet again. Trust me, nobody's more frustrated than we are. We really appreciate your patience. We cannot wait to celebrate with everyone. And we promise the next date will be the right one. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody is going to be angry about it. And if somebody, which is what I was going to say, like follows up, like, what is it? Just be like, it's just something that we're, it's just, there was just a lot of variables that made it impossible. That's all you have to say. Yeah. I, then, I guess yeah, you don't, the only concern yeah. is that you then look a little flaky, but I think it's fine. I wouldn't think twice if someone's, I mean, if I'd already booked my flight, I'd maybe be a little annoyed, but it's, this is your, you're not going to put your mom in a risky situation because you don't want to cancel. Come on. It's, it, it, you're doing what you got to do. Don't feel bad about your, it. Your real friends will get it. Yeah. And your real friends will understand if you're like, I know this is annoying. You could acknowledge that. Like, I know it's annoying. It's something... We just don't want to get into it. We will. We can tell you a little bit later. Everyone is fine. I just, we'd like to just have your uh, cooperation and your support. We're, we'll, we'll get back to you. We will be doing it hopefully within the year. Give yeah. them like a vague date. No one's going to hold you to that. Yeah. But by the way, the older I get, the more I realize like the less information you give people, the less they ask. Exactly. That's why, yeah, if you make it sound too interesting, then they have the excuse to ask, but only women feel they need to like give an excuse. It's like, you can just say nothing. Yeah. So in this case, very little unforeseen circumstances, several difficult variables out of our control mm -hmm. that were totally out of our control. We are, you know, and put a little joke, like just let them know, like we're on your side, like we're all on the same side here. Yeah. 
Trust me, I already rented the shoes. No one's more bummed out than me. I'm not getting my deposit back from Payless. Hi, Eliza, Emily, and team. I've been a fan of Eliza since college, the era of Party Goblin and Snooch. Long-time listener, first-time advice seeker. I am wondering how to go about breaking up with a parent. For backstory, I'm a 28 female and come from divorced parents. My dad has always been a tad volatile, and I grew up walking on eggshells around him. As I've gotten older, I've continually set boundaries and tried to teach him how to treat me. He's not a fan of this. He says the nastiest things to me and about me, things no father should say about their child, and things that no child should hear their parent tell them. I would venture to call this behavior abusive. Recently, he got upset with me and went on another tirade that was worse than the others. The issue right now is that I am in the middle of a big move. Currently, it is February and I move in March and desperately need his help. He's hired movers and has even volunteered to pay for a portion of it. I don't have a support group in my current city, but I have a huge one in my new city. I just need to get there. I've decided after the move to try and cut ties with my father, but I'm uncertain of how to do it. Last time I tried, he played the victim card and became outraged and nasty. I can't keep doing this with him as he never has a good word to say about me and continues to belittle and trash me. My mother is in full support of this as she has seen and heard firsthand the things my father says and the way he treats me. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, Eliza. Your parents are divorced. He's taking out the anger he has for your mom on you. And because you're blood related, you feel some sort of kinship to him. Take the money, take the help. You already have the skills to deal with the abuse. Get what you need out of this. Mm-hmm. Put some distance between you and this man. And if you feel compelled to write him an email or call him, whatever, but draw that boundary of like, these are my feelings. And I'm just going to take some time away. Yeah, this is That's actually, it. it might actually be easier than you than you think it is because you've 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 done the boundaries. Hopefully the new city, hopefully he lives in the old city and you're now moving to the new city. So it's like, when are you going to see each other? There's a thing called gray rocking, which is when you deal with someone by basically just every time you talk to them or they talk to you, you just make it really uninteresting. Like he's like, hey, what's up? You're like, nothing. You know, you reply, but there's no continued conversation. Mm. You're not putting in the effort. Like, you don't have to put in any effort with this man. He's, if he's this horrible, you might not want to say, hey, I'm never talking to you again. And then have to deal with his outrage at that. Right. He's not going to be like, okay, I'll change. No. Uh, But he sounds manipulative. So if you just ghost him, he'll be like, what did I do? You're ungrateful. It sounds like his answer is always going to be mean and angry. Yeah. So since there's no hope for the for him redeeming himself, which we all secretly hope will happen, that he'll change and want to get better. But after a lifetime of this, maybe the only way is to just break up with him. You think and she has maybe to say he does, it? That's on you. I, that's up to you, truly. But always think about what's the outcome that you want. If you want to write an email or reach out to your dad because you're hoping in doing so, he will realize the error of his ways and change, then you can stick around for that. But if you know that's not going to happen, it's just about what are, how are you okay with leaving it? Because if you ghost, the narrative is going to be like, she's ungrateful. And if you stick around, I'm afraid he'll suck you back in if you keep talking to him. Would you, right. Would you feel better to have said your piece to him? That's or would you feel worse? And, and you know what's going to suck is if he helps you move and he's just awesome. And he's getting lunch and we're having fun. And then you ghost and he'll be like, I thought we had a great time. You're, this is compounded over years of this. You also don't have to make the decision. 
you could just kind of not answer and think about maybe write an email that you don't send, but you decide. You're almost waiting for him to get volatile again. So you can be like, this is why I never want to speak to you again. I think he will. I doubt he's suddenly going to be cool after this many years. Your mom got right. out. She got divorced. You're, you know, it's not, it's not wrong of you to, it's tough. to end this. It's a parent and they're imperfect and they frustrate us and they do things that are wrong. But if it's gotten this bad to where you're moving away and you're like, this is my fresh start. It actually, it actually doesn't matter how you do it. What matters is the peace of mind that you get. What will give you more peace of mind? What will make you feel better? Mm-hmm. The text goodbye, the email, a phone call, or nothing, or just not responding. Mm-hmm. Only you can answer that. There are people in my life that I just, I can't, a friend breakup is, you know, I, I've never broken up with a parent, but some people warrant the words, you know, some people, they didn't mean to, but it's so toxic. You got to go like mm-hmm. Paul at the, at the hospital. <laughs> but this feels too pointed and it's it's about what's going to make you feel better. You're already taking these steps to free yourself of this man. So what's the final step that will leave you feeling the best in a shitty situation? Yeah. Top of the com. It's the top of the com. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the com. Start with the bottoms. Because the bottoms go first. <laughs> okay. Fan bottom. Hotel shower design, where the door opens at the opposite end from the shower head, such uh-huh. that you have to step into the shower and reach in to turn the shower on. No matter how quickly you turn the handle and try and jump back, you inevitably get sprayed with cold water. Why does this design continue to exist? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of hotel designs. <laughs> You're just like, and sometimes they're just like, look, we all know you guys are going to fuck up our shit. So here's a weird handle. You have a choice between ice cold shower or scalding hot. And the handle is in the other room. What's your bottom? My bottom is a little thing called sunk cost fallacy, which is I fall victim to so frequently, which is you think of it a lot in gambling, but I'll explain it in terms of what happened to me. I went to a convention with my mom because she... I was like, this could be fun because she's in love with the people of Walking Dead and Alec Baldwin. And Alec Baldwin was going to be there. So... We went together so that she could look at Alec Baldwin up close. And Robert England <laughs> was there, uh, Freddy Krueger. So I brought posters to get signed. I was in line for four hours. F-O-U-R four? hours. Mm-hmm. And two hours in, I'm thinking, I'm going to leave. Like, this isn't fun. My mom is like wandering by herself. This blows. But you're like, I've already put in two hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you think like, I'm too in it now. I have to stay right. now. I was second to last person to get my thing signed. Like they cut it off because it was taking so long. Because he takes five minutes with each person. Like nice guy. Uh, but here's the other worst part. They get to the last 10 people. They're like, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. So he didn't take 10 minutes with us. He took right. 10 you, seconds as he should have with everyone. Anyway. You got the like spit at the bottom of the soda. Exactly. But the backwash. That, that idea that when in the first 30 minutes when I was like, if if you walked up and they said, this will take four hours, you wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have done it. I would have gone, never mind. Right. But once you're in, it's like yes. you're in and even knowing it, sitting there, knowing that that's what's happening, you cannot break yourself out of that mindset. But I've already given so much. I've given two hours. So I'll give four. 
Interesting. So you're saying it's a fallacy or is that like a, I mean, it's just a name, like, like the, the science cost it. fallacy is very, it's like if you're playing poker and you're like, yeah. okay, I've already put a hundred bucks in. So I'll put in another 20 to keep sure. in the game, but okay. But now you've lost 120 instead of just losing a hundred. Well, because there's the idea that like, but I could make there's, all this more. Well, we, we do that with food where you're like, well, I already took a bite. I may as well finish it. Right. Where it's like, no, you could cut off, like you could stop the bleeding now. You don't have to go like whole hog. And I just find myself victim of that so often in it. And I'm just like, oh, why? It's tough. It's tough to know in the moment that you're like drowning and that's that's sunk cost. And it's funny that that's your bottom of the cob because it has to do with mine, which was Noah and I, my big scam in life is always getting someone to drive me to the doctor's office because this is LA. So you have to pay for parking. (laughs) at a doctor's office and it's just impossible. Even though the one time I drove myself, the parking was fine, but it's <laughs> yeah. like, whatever. It's a, it's a very quick visit because we're pregnant and everything's fine. So I run in right out. Anyways, I had a longer appointment this time, but the whole appeal was like, we're going to go to the appointment and then he'll wait in the car and then we'll go get coffee. But there's this, this like, sometimes there are these godless stretches of LA where there's either no coffee or coffee you don't want. Like, too cool coffee guy place or it's inaccessible because it's in like a strip mall on sunset and you got to get validated. Like it's just tough. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like make it easier. And there was a coffee shop that I had been to once mm-hmm. and it's super convenient. And I remember not liking it. I remember thinking it felt like I, I'm never into a weed theme. And I remember it not being good, but I looked it up again and it looked different. So I was like, oh, maybe someone else took it over. So we went, super cute, and I order an iced coffee, and the guy was like, did you want, basically, I order an iced coffee, and he was like, we have ice, I I go, is it espresso, or is it an iced coffee? He goes, no, it's coffee, and then he proceeds to tell me, he goes, cold brew is just espresso, and I was like, no, it's not. It's brewed coffee. It's brewed cold. That's why it's cold. Like, I didn't want to argue with him, but I was like, okay, that's already a weird thing to say as the owner. Yeah. And I go, I'll just take the iced coffee. Like, I'm thinking you got a picture of it. I pay for it. And the guy was like, sorry, I need a few minutes to make a coffee. And I said, now you're just making hot coffee that you're going to plunk ice into. I was like, I really don't want that. Like, that's just going to be tepid. That's never good. You see all these idiots on TikTok making hot coffee, putting ice in it. It's just never good. I don't know if it's better if it was hot before and it sat in the fridge, but I just don't want to know that. So I just had him void the charge. And so that bothered me that he like just told me cold brew is espresso. I was like, where are you getting that? But I guess that reminds me of your thing because prior to resigning ourselves to that shop, I was like, how about go to this coffee shop up here? And we turn onto the street and it's just traffic. And you're just like, all I'm trying to do is get a fucking cup of coffee. Do you wait in that traffic to get to a destination that like in your heart, you know, may not be great even though we've already been looking for 10 minutes and I said, make a U-turn and we found another place that was excellent. The answer is never give in to the sunk cost. There's always a better option. Yeah. It was such an LA thing. Like, yeah, but the one that you want that may not be good. It's there's random traffic here. There's parking open today, street cleaning. Like everything is inaccessible. Yeah. You always have something to lose. <laughs> My top of the cob? Yeah. It's not really a term that I, I guess I knew or thought about before Noah because he is... A friend of his asked them asked him to test out a dough recipe. So Noah was like, "It's did I say this to you already?" It's oh super- well, you said you made multiple doughs I, on yeah. Sunday. Yeah. So Noah test was testing out this pizza yesterday, and 
the type of dough is for a bar pie. My top of the cob is a bar pie. What is which that? is the it's like a almost a flatbread, but it's like a crispy, thin crust pizza where there's no crust around the edge. Like there's the littlest bit, but the cheese goes all the way to the edge. The kind that you would get at like a bar. Okay. No deep dish. No Chicago, no Neapolitan, no puffy crust with tomato soup in the middle and a dollop of cheese. I love a crispy, cheesy bar pie. It is so satisfying to eat. And I ate it so, I ate so much of it that the top of my jaw around my temples is like overdeveloped now from chewing. <laughs> like a fucking lizard. That's my top is a tasty bar pie with custom toppings, please. Okay, our fan top. In the middle of wiping a patient's butt, I looked up and saw Eliza's face as instant family played on the TV. Even in shitty moments, you brighten this nurse's day, Melissa. Thank you for clarifying you're a nurse, not a psychologist. A psycho. Uh, my top of the cob is rediscovering a food that you forgot you liked. I had potato Ooh. salad again for the first time in ages. I never thought about potato salad. I'm never like, oh, potato salad, yum. I don't see it on a menu and go, I had some and I was like, oh yeah, this is a pretty great food. What a fun rediscovery in this world. Ugh. Your face. You're so upset. I don't have a chef making me bar pies. You are so white. <laughs> it's just such a white thing to be like, turns out I do love potato salad. It has never appealed to me. Not hot in the sun, baking at a oh, picnic. No. On occasion, I'll have like a Japanese one that's just like on the side of something. I'll be like, okay. But I never want a cold potato and mayonnaise with relish or whatever else in it. What? <laughs> what? All right. But yeah, it's funny that you say that because I was thinking today, you know, you always get the questions about your pregnancy, like any cravings. And I didn't have any because I eat this much anyway. <laughs> The one thing that I've become okay with in this pregnancy is eating like really high-end anchovies. Oh, not like excuse me. one at a time. Yeah, not like slurping them down, but I think we had some in Spain and we had some at Moza the other night. And I was like, okay, this isn't as like fishy and gross. I think I just decided I didn't like it. Yeah. I also want to say at the doctor today, they weighed me and I was 169.4 pounds. And I looked at the nurse and I go, don't you dare round up. It's not a five. You cannot round up. If anything, you round down. We I thought you were going to gonna hope it was 169.420. No. If it was 169.5, then it would be 170. But I'm like, still. Talk to me next week when we're at that 170. That baby's getting up there. It's not even. Like, it's a normal size baby. I think I just... It's muscle. Oh my God, that baby it's comes out toned jacked. Muscle. It's my muscle. That's the myth of... That's the body myth. That's all the muscle. <laughs> You guys write in, give us those red hot follow-ups, give us that context, keep on writing in. Uh, we will be announcing my new tour dates very soon. And uh, take it easy, as I will be trying to for these next few weeks. And until then, remember, it's not a potato salad without mustard. That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Extra, give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. Your wind, and that 
That's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Let's go give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric CDX Type S. Give up. Order now at Acura.com. You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet? Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard.